Have you ever wondered what it actually is like to be a fashion buyer? Have you ever wanted to start a business but thought that you weren't unique enough or had a product that you could sell, but you had a great big idea and a goal? Today, we're going to be talking to Sarah Simmons, and she's going to be telling us all about that because it's her area of expertise. So let's dive in, shall we? Hola, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pretty Sure Podcast, the podcast where we talk about life, love, travel, business, and everything in between. Life tends to get messy sometimes, and nobody really taught us how to live it. With your new best friend, confidant, and host, yours truly, Sabrina. I will always have your back, and it is my mission that you never feel alone again, because I'm always here. So fasten your seatbelts, because the ride is about to get really bumpy. Welcome to season two, Let's go. Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Pretty Sure. So it's always exciting to have a guest on the show, but today is particularly fun because, as you all know, I've done in previous episodes, I used to be in fashion for the longest time, thought I had left that life behind, and then lo and behold, I come onto the podcast and I start talking to a lot of people that used to work in fashion, have similar experiences as I had, and then I realized, you know what, I'm not crazy after all for leaving that life behind and starting my own thing. And so whenever I meet someone from the fashion world, it's particularly exciting for me to talk to them about their own experiences and what led them to what they're currently doing. So Sarah Simmons has a really interesting story. She is a impact coaching expert and she does so many things. She has done so many things. So let's talk to her and let's see what she has to say. So welcome, Sarah, and please tell us a little bit about your story so we can dive in. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here today. Um, I'm from London and I, my heart always told me that my purpose is to really use my skill to share it with the world so that as many people as possible can make the impact that they want to make, the change they want to make. And the only thing that holds you back from making the supercharged impact you want to make is not having the right frameworks, tools, secrets to the strategies that the winning people have. So I wanted to share those with the world to save people the pain, the time, the energy so that they could get where they want to go fast. Oh my God. I love that story. And I love that purpose that you have. I definitely agree with you. You know, there's this phrase that says success leaves clues, right? So people like you that are already successful and figured it out. I love when they actually give back, even though it's like monetary thing or whatever it is, but the main purpose is actually making an impact and helping people. But I want to go back to where your story first started. So I would love to know a little bit about what actually made you want to work in fashion. I know your goal because because I read your website, was to start working at Harvey Nichols and kind of like that fueled you throughout college and everything. So what made you want to work there in the first place? So my, um, I believe everybody's purpose comes from your family background, from something that happened to you when you were young, for things that drove you, things that you saw. And it certainly was the case with me. I saw my dad um, was a textile entrepreneur and a self-made guy. And he wanted to really regenerate the British manufacturing industry. And he 
um, built a textile business in the UK that was also a pioneering business of sustainable manufacturing methods. So I saw growing up the positive impact that fashion can have. My mum was also a fashion stylist and I saw the positive impact that when she chose the right outfits for her clients that can have it makes an incredible difference. So I wanted to, I had a skill and my skill was and is being able to unlock what's unique in anything, in a person, a brand, a collection, business, anything. So I first found that skill when I was young and I would help my mum pick the outfits, the winning outfits for her clients. And I would help my dad's textile design teams pick the winning cloth for the next season. So it became a natural idea that I had this real skill in picking out these things. So I said my dream was to be a fashion buyer because I'd also seen the positive impact fashion can have. And that's where my dream came to work for the world's best store which was Harvey Nichols and get a job with them, which I did. Oh my God. Honestly, your life sounds like dream life because that's, you know, back in the day when I was focused on fashion and everything, it was my dream to do fashion styling. I actually went to school for that. Then I worked in showrooms and I was like, oh, fashion buying, that must be the dream. So you were literally living my dream life. Um, What was it for you that you actually loved about fashion? Because I know people have different parts of it and different desires. So what was it about you, about fashion that was like, I need to work there besides your parents? I love the creativity of fashion and how you can choose what you wear each morning and that can really define who you are that day and you can change who you are depending on what you wear. So, and that's the creative side, but I would say as I've kind of really grown in myself and understood more deeply what fashion means, Um, to us as individuals, I see the incredible power of what we wear and the incredible importance of what we wear because fashion, what we actually wear, makes or breaks our confidence each day. It's the simplest and quickest way to build your confidence is to wear the right outfit that you feel awesome in. So these things combined are what I really love and and think is very valuable about fashion. Yeah, 100%. I definitely agree. You know, whenever you're feeling sad, the best thing you can do is put a little bit of makeup on, you know, just if it's mascara, put on a nice outfit that you love, and then you literally transform into a different person. If you're in sweatpants all day, it's not the vibe you want to be putting out to the world, right? Obviously, it's comfortable, but you know, that's not what we want. So tell me about your experience as a buyer, because I've seen it from the other side. So I've seen it from helping buyers, being in a showroom, but I've never actually done that job. And to me, it sounds, it used to sound like the dream job. And I always found it fascinating how you would, you know, pick clothes and be like, these are going to be the hits of the next season. Or like this store needs to have hundreds of these, but only 10 of these because it's not going to work. So tell us a little bit about how it was actually working as a buyer. So... It's buying is about the business of fashion. Um, You have to be able to combine having a really fantastic eye and a really fantastic skill for, it's an intuition. 
really, in terms of knowing what the next trends are, knowing how to choose a winning collection. And intuition comes from an innate skill that you have, like you're born with that skill. You know, there's two different types of buyer. There's one that just goes on the numbers. This is what worked last season. So this will work next season. Um, or there's an intuition led buyer, which is certainly who I was. It's you've got to have your finger on the pulse of really what's going on in the world. And that's what's really exciting because you pick up on things in, in all sorts of different ways. We're exposed to things all day, every day in different ways. All you have to do is to become attuned to what's going on. For example, one day I saw Lady Gaga wearing a vintage Versace jacket. And I said, that's gonna be the next biggest trend. And so I, I got my teams to get crazy prints and put them on everything. And lo and behold, it was the biggest trend. And that's because paying attention to the intuition of things. So this is kind of what fashion buying is all about. It's about creativity and business together. What was your favorite part about your job? Definitely that part, the, the creating part and the being able to influence, excite and delight people with the next new and fabulous thing. So I built my reputation as being one of the top fashion buyers in the world because of this skill of being able to know what, what was next and how I could excite and delight the customers of the stores that I worked for. This was my biggest passion. My biggest passion really has always been the client, the consumer. It's always been my biggest passion to serve people in, in different ways. And the way I started my career in serving people was through fashion. From hearing you, I can see that you have an actual passion for it because as we all know, fashion is really a hard business, you know, it's filled with both fake people and great people. And there's a lot of things that go with fashion. So from hearing you just talk so passionately about being a fashion buyer and helping people and like clothes and everything, how did you turn from that to, you know what, I need to leave this industry and I need to leave this job? Um. Again, I think what you just said, you hit the nail on the head. My passion is serving people. And I realize that, you know, there's more ways to serve people. In, there's many different parts of the skill that I had that would help people in deeper, more dynamic ways than only what they wear. I realized that my skill went so much deeper to be able to help people to reach the impact that they want to reach on every single level. And so I knew that I had to, um, to jump and to take my skill to serve people in bigger and deeper ways, basically. And so after realizing that, you went from being a fashion buyer to being a consultant, or how did you do that jump slowly towards entrepreneurship? Well, no, I went from being a fashion buyer to launching, to being an impact entrepreneur and launching one of the first um, sustainable designer clothing brands in the world that I created from scratch with my team at the time. And I created a whole new way of making jeans and launched uh, um, the first sustainable fair trade jeans brand in the world. 
Um, so that was my first stint into entrepreneurship. And then from there, I won Grazia Magazine's Award for Fashion Entrepreneur of the Year. And then from there, the, uh, the unexpected happens in life. And the financial crash happened in 2008, which changed the whole industry. And it was very different, but very similar to now. It was different because there was no digital then. So we were reliant on third party stores to stock our collections and that changed overnight. And I said then, you know, the journey of an entrepreneur is you have to learn everything and be prepared. So I said then I'm gonna learn everything so that I'm be prepared and learn digital skills so that I can help all entrepreneurs and founders in the future be able to have the whole knowledge of how they can have long-term sustainable success. So after that, I went back to work for a corporate company called River Island, which is a multi-billion pound business. And I ran a hundred million pounds worth of business for them. And I learned there all the operational sides of business because there's many different parts what, of skill that you need to be successful. And, you know, I say like unlocking what's unique about you is one part. Um, building yourself as a hero product is another part. Knowing your real story is another part. Then really understanding analysis and planning, which is what I learned running this hundred million pound business. That's another part. So I worked for that company for three years. I left there because it wasn't fulfilling my true purpose, which is really about, as I said, using my skill to give it to others to transform their impact. And I created a um, platform based on Instagram, selling the world's top conscious brands to the world's top consumers. I did that for three years and grew a business 100% each year over three years. And then what happened is, I saw everybody changing, increasingly people saying, we don't want more, we want meaning. And they were asking me, they were looking at how I transform my life and my businesses and asking me, how do they transform themselves and their businesses? So this is when my coaching program, Your Real Power Is You was born. I have so many questions. I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> um, okay. First of all, I think you literally, I'm going to steal your phrase. You nailed it. Um, I had the same feeling, you know, that's why I left fashion. I felt the same thing. I was like, this is not meaningful. It can go really sour for me because I'm a nice person, but I'm also like, I'm a Virgo, right? So if you mess with me, like you mess with me. <laughs> and so I thought in fashion, if I continue on this path, I'm just going to go down the deep end. I'm going to become like a bitch. I'm going to be like a really bad person. And I didn't want to. So I think what you just said is really important. And before I actually ask you the question that I'm really interested in, I also want to know a little bit about sustainability from you because you have experience in that. So what does sustainability mean to you? And what do you think is the best way forward seeing how all of the industries are working right now from your perspective? So from, from my perspective, I've been a leader in sustainability for 14 years. And honestly, you know, my perspective on sustainability is do your best and make a difference without worrying about being perfect. That's really my take on the whole of sustainability and it's what I, I teach everybody. I think there's so much greenwashing, washing this, washing that. And 
you know, if everybody just went out there and rather than focused on words, focused on doing their best to make a difference, then that's how we move the world forward. So that's really an important message that I want to convey to everybody today. Even if it's a little whatever effort, it's still an effort and it helps in some way. Even if it's little, it's big. And, you know, even if it's big, it's it's just about doing um, rather than talking about it. And it doesn't matter whether it's little or big. The problem I have with sustainability is if people are doing a good thing, other people are very judgmental or wanting to pick out the one thing that they're not doing. And people become scared of taking action. Just do it. I love it. Like Meg, just do it. <laughs> okay. So you have had an incredible career throughout your life. You know, you've done so many things. You talk about winning a Grazia Entrepreneur Award. You work for the, you created this brand, then you left and you created this other business. What does it feel like to have all of these accomplishments? Like what was it feeling like to receive those awards and to be like, wow, I've made it. Like I'm on the top of my game. People know me. I'm like the biggest thing. Well, the irony is I never felt it. I never felt, you know, successful or the biggest thing. And this is a big lesson that I teach people as well as part of the coaching, my coaching program is to really, why did I never feel it? Because I was always chasing the next thing. And this is what we all tend to do. We, we don't sit and acknowledge how fantastic, how incredible, how awesome we are. We always think when I, okay, I've achieved the Grazia award, but what about the next thing? What about the next thing? So you don't sit there and really take in how amazing you are because you're chasing the next thing. So it's only been in my practices in my own um, journey in the last, since I made a conscious decision to really acknowledge how great I am which is what I teach all the entrepreneurs and founders who go through my program to do that's the turning point for me mm -hmm. is acknowledging you have to go through that journey so today I feel that but it's not something I've always felt that's interesting that you say that because I would think you know you're getting this media you're getting it people telling you how great you are and do you still feel like you're not enough it is definitely very common. You know, I've gone through it. I know a lot of people that have gone through it. And like you say, at different stages, right? We tend to think, oh, just when you start, you feel like a failure. But looking at you, you know, you had this X amount of years career and you were still feeling like, oh, but this is not as big. It really leaves a message, like you said. So what was the hardest part about that whole process? Like going through all of these things and like changing and being like, okay, I'm going to the next thing. I'm going to the next thing. Like throughout the whole process of your career, what do you think was the hardest part? It could be, you know, a specific job that you did. It could be a challenge you faced. Like what looking back is one thing that you're like, ooh, that was a doozy. The hardest part is feeling fear about doing something uncomfortable about going out of your comfort zone, about trying something new or about becoming, you know, when things don't work out, getting back on the horse and going for it again. Um, that I think is the hardest part of things. Um, having the courage to keep going and fighting against the um, natural desire to stay safe. 
but the natural desire to stay safe is a fake safe Mm -hmm. because the thing is that we're really all here to grow and um we have to get uncomfortable in order to grow and keep growing so I think facing my fears has been the hardest part but then facing them and then gaining awareness so that you know I can share this knowledge with you today has Mm. been the best part. I love that. A question that I just thought of, you know, hearing your experience, you're a woman, you were a woman in the fashion industry, obviously, back in the day, the Me Too movement and all of those things, gender equality, weren't as important as they are now. Not saying that it wasn't a thing back then and just saying it wasn't media sized. Do you think that ever posed a problem for you in terms of maybe getting venture capital or being out there or getting clients? Or what was your experience with that? 150 million percent, yes. Um, and it's not just, uh, you know, it's happening now. It happens as we speak. Women feel fear about numbers and they don't feel good enough about numbers, not only raising venture capital, but also in understanding their numbers. Because, you know, I was told, oh, you're not good at maths oh, you don't understand accounts. So then you're told, you say to yourself, I don't understand accounts. I'm not good at math. You say what you hear and you internalize it. And so then um, I say to my accountants, oh, will you, you understand my business? You look at my business. And this is such a fundamental and important message I want to share with every, every woman listening to this. You understand your numbers. I promise you, you just need to look at your numbers um, and break them down because accountants won't explain these things to you. And the thing is, you know, people, it's happening. People make you feel stupid or silly um, and the gender typing, um, then you feed into it. And it actually takes, now I teach women how to understand their numbers, how to understand how they can increase their profitability, how they can really get to grips with their own money that they're making so that they have ownership of it because that comes even before wanting to raise money for a business. And to be honest, you know, raising money for a business isn't necessarily the solution. You could make a business profitably yourself without raising money. And I actually think that's the best thing to do Um, but you've got to understand your numbers and um, by doing that you're giving yourself the power yes I love that that is really important and I think it's something people don't really talk about right like when we're having these gender discussions we talk about numbers in the form of pay gap but we don't really talk about it okay you need to be good at finance or like understand it or at least be interested in it it's not necessarily you know you're not good at it, like you said. So I think that's really important to mention. I want to talk now about being an impact entrepreneur because you've mentioned it a bunch of times. So tell us what does that actually mean for you? Like what does an impact entrepreneur do and why did you decide to call yourself impact entrepreneur? (laughs) So again, like my point of view about sustainability, my point of view about impact is very similar. So impact means to me make making a difference Mm -hmm. simple as that 
you know, people say, oh, but do you mean social impact or environmental impact? I mean, just make an impact. Again, make an impact, make a difference and do your best every day to inspire and empower and change the world in which way is your particular purpose. So everybody has a purpose inside of them and that purpose is unique to each individual, but that purpose is impactful. Like we are born with a purpose to make a positive impact, a positive difference to the world. So your job, each and everybody's job is to find their purpose inside of themselves and to go out there and make a positive impact to the world and make a real difference. And when you are making that real difference from the central point of your purpose, then you're really happy and aligned and joyful and successful. Yes. So how do you find your purpose? How did I find my purpose? How did you find it and how did people in general find it? So I found my purpose because I kept going, I kept going, I kept going, I kept going and never giving up in terms of I knew that I had this skill um, to unlock what's unique in a product, a brand, a business, a person. And then I knew that um, I can build hero products. And then I knew that when I was building sustainability when I was building impact I was really happy and then it was a process of just keeping going because you know success is many factors maybe as well when you are asking me did I feel successful before maybe it's because I didn't feel as successful because I wasn't still a hundred percent aligned to my purpose so I just kept going and going and going until I was uncovering actually you know and seeing the reactions of people around me and seeing people very much connect with what I say and the impact that I give to them the inspiration and empowerment I give to them and so then when I was able to put all the pieces of my background together and see the full 360 and then know that my true purpose is doing what I do now then I was totally joyful in every way. But what I do now with my program is I actually give people the tools to go through and find their true purpose, find everything within 12 weeks. So I took myself through the process. It took a long time. I then built a process. I it got faster, but I teach the process to others. We all need teachers and experts around us to help us to really pull out the how to get to our purpose and so that's what I do we're going to talk about your unique purpose and framework in coaching in a minute but I wanted to ask you a question because you mentioned hero products and I know that's like the star of your website as well what actually is a hero product how do you create that so you are a hero product and everybody listening you're a hero product that means you're different you're unique you're a hero. There's only you in the world that can do what you particularly do. Mm -hmm. The job is to unlock and clarify that unique hero part within you. Because what most of us tend to do is we're so busy trying to fit in be the same as everybody else. So hero product applies to yourself as a founder, but also to what you build as a business. The, the 
-hmm. two intertwined different and intertwined so I look at people as a hero product themselves and then their business and what they're building as a hero product and um so people you got to get clear like pull all the noise apart all the things where you're being the same as everybody else or you're doing something for the sake of it or you're doing some you're doing 10 things or five things two for the sake of it one because you're really good at it and one because you want to do it and you have to go through a process to find the real core part of you that's different and that's your hero product okay that's fascinating so now talk to us about what makes you and your framework unique because you mentioned that a lot and you make emphasis on your coaching and i would love for the audience for everyone listening to know a little bit more about what that process looks like in case someone wants you know help being a founder so my program, of course, is called Your Real Power Is You. And it's called Your Real Power Is You because your real power is you. The only thing that stops you making really the, the impact, the supercharged progress, everything that you want to make is, as I said, not having all of the information, not having all of the tools and strategies in place. So what my program does is take you on a 12-week step-by-step -step guide to unlock what's unique about you, unlock your true purpose, unlock your unique positioning in the world, unlock who you and your business is as a hero product, unlock who you are as a thought leader, unlock what's your real brand story because we have moments to connect with people today and you need to align everything that you are into one word and one statement to capture imagination then we really look at who you are um, what's your plan what's your vision what's your mission what's your goals so many people just go about life doing the do without having that absolute structure on what's their goals what do they actually want to achieve you don't achieve what you want to achieve unless you know how to set goals and how to put a plan in place so basically you know people that come through this program they go from really lacking in clarity to and maybe feeling one to two levels out of 10 to 10, hundred, like supercharged. And this program is for everybody, whether they're just starting out through to people who've got a multi-million pound business. I have those already in my coaching program. In the same group, I have someone just starting, someone with a two million pound business. It doesn't matter. The process applies to both. Wow, that sounds fascinating. So for me, and let me see if I get this clear to maybe simplify it a bit more. You basically went and took all of your life experiences and all of the journey that took you 10 years, 12 years, five years, whatever it took you from kind of doing something you loved to actually feeling super successful, super empowered. And you condense that into 12 weeks of pure impact and moving forward. Is that correct? It is correct, but it's um, my journey, but it's combining my journey with my corporate expertise, with my impact entrepreneurial expertise, with my own personal life journey, and with expert teachings from other teachers as well. So it's a very unique program. 
I love that. I even want to join. <laughs> it sounds amazing. And I know my story, but I'm like, oh, that sounds really fun. I would love to do that. Okay. So tell me what's your biggest advice that you would love to give entrepreneurs, you know, think about your younger self and imagine, okay, what's something that I would absolutely love to tell her back in the day that would help her. To get the right expert help. Don't think that you can do everything on your own because you can't, you need help and support and when you've got that help and support you will get more successful quicker um not and this can save you years and years and years that's one piece of advice the second piece of advice would be to really love yourself today for how incredible you are and that's really important and to have self-love practices every single day so get up in the morning no matter what's going on give yourself that extra half an hour in the morning to really write a gratitude journal and to say especially now with everything going on in the world it's very grounding to write a gratitude journal about how awesome you are how grateful for things that have happened you are and also the progress that you've made so i think um another yeah, the, the part of this tip is having daily rituals that you stick to every single day. As an entrepreneur, that's very, very important. Okay, I love those. Definitely the consistency one and the routine helps a lot because as entrepreneurs, you and I both know, it's a roller coaster. One day you do something, the next day you do something different. Sometimes you're up, sometimes you're down. So if you don't have this, I think I would love to call it grounding ritual, then you just feel out of control, right? I have one last question for you before we dive into one of my favorite parts, which is the rapid fire questions. And also I'm gonna give you a chance to talk a little bit about how people can find you. But my favorite question to ask all of my guests because I love to see their perspective on this is, I'm pretty sure you've had an experience where you felt like you're probably alone or the only one to live it at some point. It could be a thought, it could be a feeling, it could be a situation. So I would love for you to tell us, first of all, what that was. And second, what would you tell other people that might be in the same situation right now? I can tell you it right now. I have COVID as we speak. No, you look so good though to have COVID. Thank you. I've had COVID since last Friday. So I'm alone on my own in my apartment with my dog. And, you know, it's amazing because watching my brain, it's been like giving very negative thoughts um, because I think it's, it's ill. So it's like it's mm. trying to protect itself and it's just get firing off these thoughts. And I've just been watching my brain over the last few days and being like, OK, OK, brain, this is interesting. And so... Again, what's really helped me, it, I've been so ill the last few days. I've been like in bed, feeling disorientated, um, very achy. And what's helped me is I have, so I meditate in the morning and the evening and I do the gratitude journal in the morning and the evening. And I haven't even been able to do it in the evening because I'd just gone to sleep. But in the morning, even though I felt really, really rubbish, I made myself sit down and do my 
meditation and gratitude journal. These are the things that really help because when you do that, you've started and you've already released all that negative thoughts because you've actually written down something really, really positive. And so again, it comes back to having these rituals that ground you, that take care of you. So that when something happens, when you have rituals, basically they're really important to come back to, especially when you're feeling alone or if something happens that's like totally knocks you for six, mm -hmm. then when you are alone, so I am alone now, it's not a joke, you're alone. There's no one to take care of me, I'm here. And then when you have your rituals, you come back to it and somehow you can help yourself. And that's what the rituals do. So when there's been a frightening moment, and it's been the same in other moments in my life as well, actually, you know, there's nothing scary about being alone because actually you, if what's really important is to learn to trust yourself more and more and more because you are your biggest asset. Um, you're your biggest best friend. You're your biggest champion and you're your biggest guide you know what's best for you. The only thing is to listen to yourself and to trust yourself. And the more, this is like um, a, what's the word? You have to develop it like a muscle. Trust <laughs> is a muscle and your intuition is a muscle. You have to keep nurturing it so that it's there for you. And so when these things, so, set you off kilter or something happens you get covid something happens something really bad and you're like what do i do you can trust yourself so what happened with me just now why did i get up in the morning feeling like how am i even going to get out of bed and do that meditation and do my gratitude journal because my intuition said do this sarah this is for you this is you need to do this so that you feel good so i think my biggest biggest advice um is to develop the trust within yourself wow that's so powerful and honestly I would never even tell that you're sick like you're so in it you're so talkative and just you look great honestly my respects because I don't think I would be the same like feeling the same way if I had COVID I'd be like screw that I'm taking a vacation for two weeks just gonna spend it in bed and like watch Netflix and see what happens so kudos to you for doing that and before we go into the rapid fire questions I know you told me you're launching something special so I would love for you to tell everyone listening you know how they can find you what things you're offering and then we'll go into the fun part Awesome. So yes, I would like to invite all your listeners to my free masterclass called Your Real Power Is You, where I give you the secrets to unlock your unique superpower and all my top strategies to get supercharged this 2021 um, and introduce you to the Your Real Power Is You Impact Coaching Program, which is launching this January January the 28th, I'm taking our next cohort. So each coaching group is limited to 15 places and we're already half full. So I invite you guys to come listen and learn and um, visit sarasimmons.com and you just click on the homepage and register for the masterclass. And I can't wait to see you. And it's also live with me. So I get to meet with you and connect with you and give you my feedback in person. It's a very interactive class. 
That's so exciting. You're going to find the link in the description. And I've actually joined because I'm curious. So you'll get to see me there. I can't remember which date I signed up for, but I signed up for one of those dates. So I will see you there again. But now my favorite part, one of my favorite parts about the interview, because I can get to know the guests on an even deeper level with their personality. So I'm going to ask you a couple of rapid fire questions. Are you ready for them? Yes. Okay. My, my, mine and my mom's favorite question. What person dead or alive would you love to have dinner with if you could? Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> oh my God. I love him. Yes. <laughs> he has amazing style. So yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Would you rather be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Always be 20 minutes early. Okay. English time there. Love it. Favorite question that I just started asking. If you could describe yourself with one word, what would that be? impactful of course very on brand <laughs> are you more of a magazines or books type of person books hmm. okay favorite brand well I'm looking at my Jimmy Choo shoes so that would be one of them <gasps> love it are they comfortable yes <laughs> okay good to know okay um cozy night in or crazy night out for you both okay I like that. A little bit of a feisty in you. Favorite place in the world? Greece. An island or Athens? Definitely island. Yes. It has this incredible energy um, being on an island and it's you're very connected to nature in the world. In sunsets like no other in, in the entire world. So yes, I agree with you. Are you a morning person or a night owl? Morning person. Really? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Last question. Who inspires you? Me. Yes. I love that. A lot of self-love. I love that, Sarah. Okay. You have been amazing. This has been literally the chat of my dreams. You know, you were living my dream life and now you're still living my dream life. So, so glad to have connected with you. You gave so much value and I really hope whoever's listening gets to join her masterclass or signs up for her program or whatever you do, even contact Sarah, like go on Instagram, message her and have a chat. I'm sure she'd love that and love to get to know you. So thanks again for joining. You will find the link in the description for sarahsimmons.com and her Instagram so you can message directly. If you want to chat with me, go to Instagram as well and go to at pretty sure podcast and send me a message. And thanks again, Sarah, for being a guest and thank you for sharing your knowledge. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on your awesome show. <laughs> thank you. Peace out everybody and see you next time.